and welcome to Trolls of the Two Ton Bridges or TO Triple TB. I'm Natalia and I play the part of Siliqui. Fresh with some kick ass moves and taking down some pesky goblins, the gang are now a little bit more powerful. What will this week entail for them? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under TO Triple TB Podcast. That's TO Triple TB Podcast. And of course, not forgetting adventure. of Percival Silverlight. Finally out of the hellishly devious Temple of Man and Crocodile, we are back in the abandoned encampment. Our fallen comrade, Inette, weighs heavily on our minds. But we must do right by her and her crispy remains. We still do not know what happened to the Order of the Gauntlet. And... We don't know how we can locate those that may have escaped. When exiting the temple, we were set upon by goblins, or Batari, as Rana calls them. Luckily, we saw them from the entrance of the temple, and we managed to take them down without being subject to outright ambush. Two goblins remain unskewered. Let us see what they know. Adventure. You guys leveled up mm-hmm. um, at the end of last uh, of the last session, um, which technically you need to wait until a long rest um, to actually properly level up. But I'm going to be a very nice DM and say that yes, you guys can go back up to full hit points. Magically, we feel even better. <laughs> Is that? Did that include our hit points from leveling up? Yes, yes, yeah. that does include your hit points from leveling up. Essentially, because I'm not really planning on you guys having another... Well, not here anyway. I'm not exactly planning on you guys you having another encounter. You don't know what we'll do. You don't know. That is true. That is very true. You could you could summon some trouble upon yourself, potentially. Yeah, but as who knows? Yeah. You do have um, a fighter who's a git. Uh, you've got a cleric who uh, appears to attract danger, like a um, like somebody standing in copper armor on top of a hill in a rainstorm, shouting, "All gods are bastards!" Um, you've, got, you've got a monk who is variously from Mumbai, Swansea, and Liverpool, uh, yep. and then you've got, uh, you've got a native guide who pretends to be a tiger, talks um, to himself, a, spy, a spider tiger, uh, and doesn't know his way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> um, and a half orc who's a, who's attracted to at least one of us for no apparent reason. <laughs> Still, I've, uh, a dead acolyte. Hey, to be honest, it was more of a fling. I mean, if you if you want to make it a full on relationship, it can be. But 
Uh, I feel like that's 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 between Undro and Zimmy as to what they want to what they want from this relationship. Side quest. <laughs> You're saying that Undril is she's not a side chick. She's a side quest. Is that? She's, yeah. <laughs> a side. And you will treat side her with the respect. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is my side. This quest. is Undril. My side quest. Uh, <laughs> oh, um. If she's very lucky, she'll become my main quest at some point. Your, um, your, your, your main quest. So, um, just to, just before I forget, um, when I level, obviously I get access to new spells. So mm-hmm. just to let you know, mm-hmm. I prepared the two I prepared. I prepared enhanced ability and hold right. person as my level two. Uh, oh, nice. Sounds fun. Uh, so I've got level one. I got cure wounds, healing wound, word, uh, purify food and drink. I mean, level two. I've got enhanced ability and hold person. Assuming. Nice. Um, so I. Although uh, druids and uh, druids and cler- uh, clerics, etc., they can change their spells pretty much almost whenever they want. Um, yep. But at the moment, obviously, I've got the Tempest spells, which are static. They always stay. Uh, but for first level, I've got Guiding Bolt, uh, which is always useful. Create or destroy water, because obviously we need that. Uh, hey, look, well, we've got the Jug now as well, which helps. Mm-hmm. Actually, that would help... A- uh, that would help a great deal. But I'm going to keep create or destroy water just for the time being anyway. Yeah, keep it there um, just in case. Yeah. But if, like, say we were in a big battle or something, it's like you really need to use that last spell slot, we know we've yeah. got that jug. So worst case... So, you know, if, if, so I, I mean, what I was thinking is that uh, actually for destroying water, how many... how many? What's the area effect for that? Because I just thought... Isn't it, like 30, isn't it 30 square feet you can create or destroy? Much. I don't know uh, if it's that, that much. I think it's only 10. Uh, uh, no. Uh, oh, no, no, 10 create. The rain in the 30-foot cube. Destroy water. Oh, right. You destroy up to 10 gallons of water in an open container within range. Alternatively, you destroy fog in a 30-foot cube. So it's only okay. 10 gallons, mm. so that, that wouldn't really work. What I was thinking is if it was a big enough thing, um, make all the water disappear, boat falls down, water goes splosh, drowns everybody. Um but it wouldn't quite I mean, work that way. So much, that, yeah, I don't okay. think it quite works that way. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the weird thing with that is that it says it has to be in a vessel. <laughs> wow. Um, so I kind of, I would say, I mean, technically, yeah. technically a river is a, is a vessel when you think about it, but it's that, yeah, I feel like that's Could you say you, you, you destroy all the water within the target's body and they instantly become a dehydrated corpse? So well, like, well, full-on dehydrated Chris, that you can carry with you because they're so dehydrated and flattened. People are referred to as vessels, especially when they are... Uh, Could we do that to Annette's uh, body because she's dead and we're taking oh her back God. forever? Could we dehydrate <laughs> her so she doesn't like dry out even more? You know, like basically just fast dehydrate her. People are referred to as vessels, especially, especially when they're um, taken over by um, spirits of some description. You know, yeah. sort of like, uh, you are my vessel. Um, so mm. technically, if I cast destroy water on one of the goblins, um, there, there is no there is no saving throw because it's not actually a, an attack. But um, technically, he should die immediately. I would quibble that. <laughs> I'm not sure I would say that's not an attack. Oh, pish posh, Greg. <laughs> it doesn't say that, that it doesn't say that i have to you know it's a spell dc uh spell save dc you know constitution spell dc save um because it's not an attacking spell 
the, the advantage of D&D is it has infinite flexibility. The whole thing about having DMs <laughs> is they have the infinite right to say no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's, um, I think it's, it's a thing and where if you have a bag of holding, and if a bag of holding gets put into a portal, it blows up like a nuke. So somebody yeah, then said, yeah. well, what if, I tie, what if I tie a bag of holding behind an arrowhead, for example, and then <laughs> on the shaft of the arrow, I cast a portal. So when I fire the arrow and it goes into somebody, the bag of holding gets carried into the portal. Now I have nu- nuclear arrows, which, I mean, <laughs> sort of oh is God. stupid and shouldn't really be allowed. <laughs> stupid numerous reasons. at the same time. Um, yeah. kind of genius. Um, yeah. If it works, it isn't <laughs> yeah. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it works, it's, it's, it's all manner of absurd and ridiculous things that you could, in theory, do with Wish. Um, <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh, we are a long way off of Wish, and it has its we, own we, wonderful little problems. But <laughs> it does. <laughs> we shall pick up uh, from last week, where you guys had exited the Temple of Crocodile and Man with some uh, some some form of uh, consolation in the in the form of the alchemy jar or jug, whatever we're calling it. Uh, however, having traded that, sadly, for the life of poor Annette, I think perhaps some cathartic anger was taken out on the goblins that really have no idea what they were dealing with. Um, Rana did some shape-shifting into a spider, and Zibi pretty much electrified the uh, lead goblin. And now we cut back in with two goblins at your feet the uh, main one had fallen over here between two tents uh, from a hit from Undril Uh, as he fell he dropped what appeared to be a horn that he'd been pulling out of his bag Mm. Um, and there was another goblin to the south down here that had been poisoned I believe by Rana yes at the southern edge of the temple yeah Yes, and he is paralysed, you said? Yes, unless he's stabilised at the point the one hour finishes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise he dies. So it's not even, it's not a case of he is going to die, he's just, he's... No, no, if, if, if he's not, he, he, he's basically, he's, he's at death's door, um, but held mm-hmm. there in stasis. If he's not tended to, uh, mm-hmm. the second the one hour passes, he instantly dies. So if we wanted to, right. we could um, we could cure him or partially cure him if we wanted to to get information or for him to tell us where Yolyak was, for example. If we wished, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but uh, surely uh, the the chieftain or the boss um, is going to be more likely to Valuable. know. Yeah. Well, he was the head one. He was the... No, not the poison one. The poison one is the one that's unconscious. I electrocuted yeah, well. him, he ran away, yeah. and um, Undrill smacked him in the head with a hammer. Yep. So uh-huh. is yep. the is the boss one unconscious, then, rather than poisoned? Yeah. Yeah, you have two unconscious goblins. Yeah, one, as, uh, as Zibby says, was knocked out by Undrill. The other one's been poisoned by Rana. You can stabilise... Mm, am I going to make you roll for it? No, I'm actually not going to make you roll for it. You can stabilise the other goblin if you want to. If you want him just to die, you can literally just leave him to essentially, you know, wait the inevitable by the end of an hour. But if you want to, you know, do a double interrogation um, of the two, you can hang on to him. I, if the head guy was even slightly caring about his guys, 
we could wake him up and basically threaten to kill the other one, you know, not by not curing the other one in front of him to get answers, but I think he just wouldn't care that the other one might die and wouldn't tell us anything unless it was back to We are talking about goblins here. Goblins are not known for their uh, humanitarian works. I've met a compassionate <laughs> goblin once. His name was Terry. <laughs> lovely, lovely chap. Are you sure it was called Terry? Terry the Goblin. Don't, don't mock Terry. my mother-in-law's name. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, uh, when you were talking to him, was his surname Fide by any chance? <laughs> yes. Excellent. Of, of, the, of the Manchester Fides. <laughs> Did he play maracas so, in a goblin in a goblin pop band? <laughs> so what are you what are you guys doing? You have got about an hour um, for this goblin down here. <laughs> Uh, to actually wake up. This goblin is knocked out, so he will probably come round in maybe the same time, maybe a little less time as he wasn't actually, you know, poisoned. Last time we said that you guys were getting a short rest, about an hour. One, to sort of wait and see what happens with this guy, um, but also to spend time looking at the alchemy jar so that you actually, you know, know how it works. Um, so, like I know we've kind of quick. metagame said that you guys know what it is, but you guys do still need to actually spend time acclimatizing to it. With the alchemy jug as well and working it all out, I mean, what was the what kind of check would it have been on there? Would it have been? Uh, it's not actually a check. I did look this okay. up, and essentially, when you have a magical item that you don't know, you don't know its magical properties. If you spend a short rest, rather than using your hit dice and stuff, you spend the time studying it. And that essentially assumes that you spend the hour literally testing its capabilities, and then by the end okay. of the short rest, you know how it works. Okay. Things like attunement, you need to have been spending, I think, a couple of short rests looking over it. Yeah. But that's for special items that, if it's got a particular condition for attuning to it, then you need to have met that requirement, yeah. whatever it is for the specific weapon or yeah. whatever. Whereas this one, it is literally just, it is a magical item and you just need to spend um, some time testing it to work out exactly how it works. Okay. And yeah, I would just say with a with one short rest, you would have worked out, you know, what it does. Although to be honest, you guys were pretty much on the way to working out what it was doing anyway. I've, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I'm asking here is you guys have an hour. Which of you is looking at the jug? Which th- of you is taking maybe a look around? Soliloquy. I think Soliloquy yeah. that you sat there on the ground just like looking playing at with it and looking at yeah. it. Yeah, so she only needs uh, a few hours sleep anyway. So uh, okay. she's got more time to sit and work it out. Andrew has probably already like taken out some rope to start maybe binding up the goblins. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sort of like that. stabilize them. Is anybody going to perform like a medicine check on the goblin? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll perform a medicine check on the goblin to medicine, see if I, I can you? stabilize oh. him. Yeah, Doctor. Yeah. Hang on, I've just, I've, I've just, I've just contradicted myself. I didn't even uh, say that you needed to make a medicine check, but essentially, oh, yeah. uh, Rana, you'll be the one, you'll be the one looking after uh, <laughs> goblin, goblin number poisoned. Um, okay, I poisoned him. He's my responsibility. <laughs> yes, you've made the mess. You, you tidy it up. I have a quick question about the, um, the general surroundings. Would yes. it be possible? How um, how high off the floor would the head of the? Is it what's higher, the man's head or the crocodile's head? Uh, the I think it's the crocodile's head is higher because the crocodile's yeah because the, crack, the crocodile is on on the uh, man's shoulders, yeah. so his head and nose is sticking okay. up in there. Um, yep. So how high off the floor is that? How high off the? That is a good question. Hold on, uh, let me look at that. I think it's like 
to 50 feet? Yeah, it's about, it's just over 50 feet. Hold on, I'll yeah, just see if it the... says. Uh, I would say it's got to be, oh no, no, it does say, so it's about 80 foot tall. <laughs> so it must be another 30, like the actual, the stone bit at the top of the it's hill must be another 30 feet yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's quite some distance up. Got a whole crocodile. However, there are like, there's not really a way up. You could probably go maybe like searching for some handholds, but I probably need some sort of athletics check to actually get up there. Because you'll essentially need to be actually climbing up the sheer, either the the statue itself or the rock faces around it. So there wouldn't be a way of getting around the back and uh, getting Shim- up that way. Shimmying up a crocodile. It was yeah. the adventurer's kit, I think it was, rather than the explorer's kit. Adventurer's kit had pikes, whatever they're called, you know, things to go up. Pitons. Pitons. Where did I get pikes from? You know what I meant. Mm. <laughs> I did know. That's true. You still would need to actually climb because if you look at the picture for it, they're still fairly steep. Yeah, still. Cautious. I don't think yeah. it'd be that you know it'd be that difficult to roll to be honest, but it would still you'd still need it to roll to see if, if you like carry, slip back down. It might be I'm carrying a goblin. That uh-huh. is true. Ah, yeah, I see. Oh, I, mean, I see. You were, I trying, mean, you were thinking of you were thinking of Batmaning it off the side of the. <laughs> don't, um, don't go full Batman, TV. I mean, per- Percival was um, struggling with me on his shoulders going up some steps. Hang on, you know, just getting coming back Hang down. Hang on, God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, you guys do know a very good track inside the temple that might finish them off. Well, no, yeah, but they don't know that. If you, if they wake up dangling over an eighty foot drop, well, we can we can show uh, with the other goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, you sacrifice one goblin just to prove yep. the point. Yep. <laughs> we could. Um tie them together so one's on the other one's back and actually place them on the grid and then also have a way of being able to pull them apart very quickly if they're pulled apart with ropes they're going to be set on fire admittedly it does mean that we're also potentially in a vicinity to all go wrong but you know <laughs> however, just a threatening way of yeah <laughs> however physically torturing goblins might be veering off of alignment um, even though, even though they are goblins and they are technically evil creatures, uh, torture. I'm happy to do it. What uh, <laughs> what alignments are you guys? I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm I am flat neutral. Well, in fairness, uh, when it comes to the sort of alignment thing with D and D, I I generally sort of subscribe to the whole. You know, people in real life don't have alignments. Yeah, and, yeah, will, and it changes you know, there throughout. Are times doesn't it? In your life, on life. Yeah, <laughs> there will be there will be times in your life when you do something that might be a bit questionable, but you did it for, you know, your own reasons. And if one of those <laughs> reasons is I need to torture this goblin for information, it happens. Then, yeah, I mean, you you would you would certainly you might have to, you know, would at least sort of take on board that if your character doesn't go around torturing, you know, just random people at will, then you would role play into that perhaps having some issue with I don't know. Uh, your mental stability, maybe. I, you know, I'm I'm not going to punish you specifically for doing something outside what your character normally does. I might suggest to you guys saying, do you think your character would do that? Yeah. yeah. But, ooh, if it's like massively yeah. a massive detour without like sufficient reason. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, I found that I'm lawful neutral. I am just the. Um... So yeah, I don't think you would uh, you would necessarily be torturing i mean i know everything you just said i mean i, think I don't Zibi... think there'd be a need of un- uh, unnecessary um suffering however i was actually quite liking inet and i'm a bit pissed off um <laughs> yeah. she's just died i'd be okay with necessary budget i think necessary yeah. budget's okay the goblins didn't kill her the stupid trap did 
So mm-hmm. whilst it's easy to put misdirected anger on things, I don't quite think, you know, apart from attacking the goblins because they're attacking ours, it's one thing, but now they've stopped, I don't think Siliqui would want to necessarily cause me extra pain. She wants to try and get some answers mm. to find out where, for example, uh, Yoyak is. Just a maim more seriously, wouldn't you? Okay, so... Oh, uh, DM's friend dice. <laughs> one, one thing I would like yep. to check is um, <laughs> what are the questions we're going to be asking? Mm. So I'd say Heart of the Jungle. We want to talk about that. Where uh, is Yo- where, Yo-Yark? The, loca- the current ca- location of Yoyark. Can they take us there? Uh, well, no, I think knowing where Yoyark is mm. would be useful, but mm. I think we want to know what happens to everyone in the camp is the most important yeah. thing to ask, isn't it? Actually... Yeah, because um, all we know is that so far you've said, oh, possible undead because of the wonky feet footprints. Uh, okay, while, so I've got a few things. Yep. While discussing, while you're discussing questions mm-hmm. that you potentially want to ask uh, ask the goblins, Undral has been, uh, as I say, sort of tying up the two goblins that you've got. Yep. And at this point, she kind of, I, I like to think you guys are kind of clustered around trying to, you know, sort of discuss, maybe Siliqui sort of half half listening maybe because you're dealing with the alchemy jar and we'll come over and she sort of butts in to say while we're at it they could explain how they got this and she holds up the horn that fell out of the uh, goblin bosses she shows you that embossed on one side is the symbol of the order of the gauntlet Um, and she says that one of the members of the camp would have owned this probably probably the leader Commander, what did I say his name was? Commander Vimes, I think I said. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Would have had this horn. So the fact that the goblin has it means that, you know, that's. She's got a kind of a slightly murderous glint in her eye. That's something else that they can answer. What would the commander have used that for? Is it to call the troops or. The commander would have used it either as a, a rallying horn, so mm-hmm. sort of a way of identifying where the leader was to help the troops rally. It could also have been used as a warning call from scouts. So there is the potential that, you know, scouting parties uh, keeping an eye out would have mm-hmm. used the horn to warn the party of impending attacks. It could also have been a, a way of sending messages, perhaps. Again, calling back perhaps certain expeditions that went out into the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I say, Undral isn't familiar with the camp as such. This sort of being the first time that she's come here. So she wouldn't know its exact uh, function within the within the camp, but she does know that this belonged to one of the people that were here. And knowing that you know some people had escaped, and that these goblins had items that were part of the inventory of the order, she would like to know if they know anything about where the rest of the order went. Okay, so I was going to say I, d- I do have a list of questions. Um, okay. So I, I think we've got plenty of stuff to talk about and obviously if anything crops up we can talk about that Percival turns around to Zibby mm-hmm. and just says uh, Zibby I think I've got an idea follow my lead on this will you and goes over to the goblin mm-hmm. um, picks him up like what, what does he look like what's what's the uh, which goblin? The uh, uh, goblin number poisoned or goblin go- chief? Goblin number chief. Goblin number chief, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they both have a mask on, 
I don't know whether or not you guys would have taken that off of a boar's, a tusked boar's head. Yep. Or face, rather. The chieftain's one is slightly more realistic. It at least, you know, looks a bit fearsome, whereas the other one looks a little bit sort of cartoonish. Yep. Like, you know, it's, you know, one looks so like... So they copied actually... it on Blue Peter. Yeah, effectively. <laughs> it's yeah. Paper mm-hmm. mache. Yeah, it's Frank so effectively. <laughs> <laughs> this would, you know, make sense. It befitting a chieftain, one that looks, you know, a little bit realistic would be worn by the chief. However, removing the mask, uh, you see that he has got this sort of dark orange skin. He's got tribal war paint on his face, light blue, close cropped hair long pointed ears and when he opens his eyes you can see he's got this light orange tinge where unlike the sort of white that you would expect from normal human eyes and this almost cat-like sort of slits for eye for for i nearly said eye holes there um pupils that was the word I was <laughs> as i assume you're waking this goblin up he literally opens his eyes and opens his mouth you see all these filed teeth it looks like he's actually taken a stone to them to make him a bit sharper yeah and he just sort of yells Biak! Biak! What did he call me? Rani, you would know that that is goblin for uh, we surrender. He surrenders. Okay. Uh, that, that should make things a bit easier. Um, so he's there, Wizzy and mm-hmm. uh, he picks up the uh, the goblin. Just, do, mm. just in one hand. Okay, now. I'm assuming you speak common. Rana, do you think he speaks common? Do you speak common? The goblin looks at you fearfully and chitters away in goblin, which Rana, you recognise to mean. Just don't kill me. Don't kill me. Rana looks irritated. It has to be a go-between. And <laughs> says, <laughs> says, goblin does not speak common. Thinks you mm. will kill him. He's scared for his life. I mean, he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, Rana, do you mind doing a little bit of translation for me? It's okay with me. Go. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely, lovely chap. Thank you. And motions over to Zibi. And, and, and let's just say that, that Rana is just translating this word for word. It's all fine. Otherwise, yep, we're sure. going through some ridiculous charade. Of... You're not going to make me actually try and invent exactly. the goblin language as no. what it sounds like <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> If he says, yeah, if he, yeah, I have not, I have not studied goblin enough to know how to actually speak goblin. Well, I was, I was just thinking how if he goes off on a random tangent, it's like anyway. In my last book, there was a um, <laughs> <laughs> just going. He's naming all the ways he's going to pull out your entrails and wrap yeah. them around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any, yes. yeah. Any, intimidation, okay. any intimidation here is definitely going to be an advantage because Rana is, will probably be doing exactly that, of just sort of like fudging exactly That's fair. what the intimidation um, is. Okay. <laughs> Making so... it more goblin nice. If he says anything that um, I want to leave up to Rana's discretion, I will private message the That's cool. um, yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. Rana. And he can decide what to do with that information. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so, motions over to Zippy and says, uh, Do you know who this is? This man here, he's a cleric of Thor. Do you know what that means? Means he's the good guy. And he's just electrocuted you. And do you know what? That makes me the bad guy. And do you know what? Personally, means- talking ever so much for somebody that's saying they're a bad guy. 
<laughs> and he pulls out a dagger. Zibby's just standing there staring at the goblin just uh, with a sort of a, straight, a, a slightly strange smile on his face and uh, not mm-hmm. thinking. <laughs> yep. Um, awkward so <laughs> what I'd like you to do is answer some questions for me, okay? And hey, he jokes. takes his dagger and he places mm-hmm. the point just on the eyelid of the goblin. Uh I would like you to roll me an intimidation with advantage, um, which I will roll against uh, his inside to sort of like call your bluff, essentially. Yep. I'll do it well, otherwise you're going to end up stabbing him right in the eyeball. <laughs> not by accident. I mean, uh, no, no, this is this is uh, this is for intimidation, not whether oh, or not he stabs him in the eye. Yeah, should have slightly different roll. Okay, twenty-one. Okay, yeah. This goblin is just, he is just terrified. The, the pupils have become literally just like, they're, they're a little line. You think the uh, eyes Toothless has when he gets angry, the sort of the, just like, it's literally, you can just about see the pupils, but that's about it. Like a cat, yeah. Yeah, I like a cat. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll take whatever I want. Just don't, just don't, don't kill me. Don't kill me. Excellent, thank you. Now, my good friend Rami here will ask you some questions about what we'd like to know. I think the first question should be, what happened to the camp? Yep. Mm-hmm. As, you, so, yeah. as you ask that, Undral sort of holds up the horn, sort of to demonstrate. Look, we have proof that you know what happened to them. The goblin replies, the, those people from before, they came about uh, a couple of moons back. They had, they had set up camp for uh, uh, many, and he just holds up like all of his fingers, um, nights. <laughs> and we were just, uh, we just wanted to, to run them out of the way, you know? They were in the way, and we, we wanted, well, I wanted the treasure, and well, we. Well, we we brought we brought we brought the well they actually they they brought it upon themselves you know they came and they camped in the way they came into our our jungle and um and they just they they brought the undead upon themselves. How did they bring the undead upon themselves? Oh, you, yeah, I mean, you would surely you've met the un the undead by now. They they're all over these jungles, and um, well, we. We might have uh, persuaded, herded a few towards the towards the camp to persuade them to. Uh, Is that what you're using the horn for? Well, they're attracted. They're attracted by noise. I smell as well too, but noise certainly gets them gets them going. Yeah. And the horns were attracting, you know, a few a few zombies. But me and the boys. We needed to get in, and well, the zombies cleared them right out. It was over rather quickly, to be honest. Wow, you're a dick. It's mine. The treasure is mine, and they were in the way. It's their own fault, really. Not anymore, pal. What do you, when you say treasure? What do you mean treasure? In the, the, the well, you know that massive statue behind you. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm familiar with it. Oh, so well, familiar. <laughs> Yorka, Yorka had 
had a dream, Yoka did. And Yoka saw that in the, the, the temple was treasure. But, but, not, but not to go in. There were... It's cursed, you see. They're trapped. Cursed. But there are traps. Yes, that's the word for it. Yeah. Trapped curses. It's a surprise, isn't it? Yoka had seen that he was... He was taking the treasure. But the silly humans got in the way. I mean, we all do silly things for dreams, you know. <laughs> Here wistful comes look. the <laughs> Wistful look Here into the, the distance. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, is, is this the torture? Please stop. <laughs> Please stop immediately. <laughs> um, when he starts talking about silly humans, um, yeah. I've got, uh, with uh, Thaumaturgy, it, it says I can change the colour of my eyes. Would you allow, mm-hmm. uh, rather than yes. uh, uh, small uh, illusory uh, flickers of lightning uh, in in the eyes or around the eyes? It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll say, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Um, I'll say that's that's a, that's an adequate bit of um, of thundery uh, fluff, Goodness. shall we say? Dream flow. Uh, um, what it is? Zibi mumbles something about Thor, and then you just see lightning flickering in his eyes. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of imagining like a thinking like in God of War when the eyes just start glowing. Yeah, well, yeah, that sort of thing. This goblin didn't roll very well on his uh, insight against your intimidation. He is just—it's quite high intimidation. You have a faint <laughs> whiff of something acrid. And you notice that the goblins' handmade shorts that he's wearing ha- are just, they look like they're getting damp, if it's possible, <laughs> because of the rain. Oh dear. <laughs> he starts garbling a little bit, and in between some words, Rana, you pick out, he says the word demon. That unintelligible, he's trying to rationalize what he's seeing. <laughs> so, he thinks you are a demon. I think you might be right. Freaky eyes there, Zibi. Well done. Hey, he might be. Where does he come from? I'm assuming it's Yelyark. Are you from Yelyark? Goblin, are you from Yelyark? At the mention of Yelyark, uh, the goblin, despite his terror, indignation crosses his face and he starts swearing, basically calling you a flying monkey's proverbial for mistaking him for such filth. He is a member of the proud Boar's Tusk clan, not the dirt-eating fire ants. Yeah. Okay. So no, so, it's not from the other. Oh, the other ones. <laughs> that means the other ones that we thought to start with were from the from the other ones. Not necessarily. They we had do, we the ants' tusks. So I'm guessing fire ants. They had ant masks. So I'm guessing they were. Ah, that's true. Well remembered. Yeah. Rana would have filled you in that the different uh, Batari tribes use yeah. the different animals on their masks to denote which tribe they're from. Sure. It's basically, the colours, isn't it? That makes sense. Like. Yeah, essentially. Oh, nice, nice image, Nick. Google is my superpower. Oh, that's cool. It's not as scary as the. Uh, it's not. This is not like the man spider thing, whatever the hell it was the other day. It was horrible. It's still in my dreams. I can only apologise for that. I, I, I felt that uh, I saw it, so everybody else should have to see it too. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Rana, if you say you're sorry that um, 
We may have upset him about uh, Yalag. Can you tell him it was uh, lost in translation and um, ask him if he, if he knows where Yalyak is at the moment or how we could find it? Goblin, where is Yalyak? You must know where enemies lie, yes? I can tell you that before we came before we came here, Yoka was in was in a fight with the with the ants. But mm-hmm. but they used some blasted devilry, some some uh, bewitchment. They th- literally threw their entire village. Yoka's friend was was caught in the village and thrown many miles north. Prana <laughs>, laughs uh, because the idea of a flying goblin is poetry to him. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it occurs to it me. It is not funny. Yoka does not approve of your your humour. Rana cares not what you approve of. Siliqui slightly laughs to herself just because if she sees somebody else laugh, it tends to make her slightly giggle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, like when you're coming into a conversation that you don't know about, it's like, <laughs> yeah, guys. I don't know, not the nervous laugh. Yeah. Just um, no, maybe Rana has a funny laugh and it just makes her laugh. It comes like, as well. She doesn't know what she's laughing at, but she laughs anyway. <laughs> he says he saw village fly, did not know where it landed. His friend took a trip <laughs> on outside the village. Is spread over many meters of jungle now. Yeah. It occurs to me. I'll ask a question, if I may. Mm-hmm. In fact, no. I'll turn to um, Siliqui. Mm-hmm. Siliqui. Yes, my love. You said you saw a man on riverbank in robes. Yes. As we were coming round the corner in the boats, um, coming here, there was a, a, a man in a long red robe. I couldn't see his face very closely, but he was on top of the cliff. I'll ask a question of the goblin. I'll say, Goblin, have you seen human man in red robes look like a wizard or a priest in the jungle near the camp? The goblin thinks to himself, then just says, No. Yoka cannot remember any such man. Not in camp, not in Yoka's whole life. At this point, we've established that the, he, the goblins herded the undead into the camp yeah. to try and get the treasure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we've established that he doesn't know where Yeldiok is and he hasn't seen uh, the robed cultist. Uh, we know what the horn's for. Where is his tribe located? Uh, also, I think we should find out if Andrew wants to ask him anything as well. I was going to say, at this point, with the kind of questions you're asking, Andrew would speak up and ask Rana to ask what happened after the attack. Did anyone survive? Okay. Goblin, after Undead came, were there any survivors? The one who carried the horn, where is he now? The Goblin has a, frankly, rather creepy grin comes across his face and he's yeah it was a nasty piece of business why is he putting a face like that I don't like it many many of the order died but we saw we were watching from afar Yoka saw boats several boats heading south down the river to get away the one that held that horn he points to the southeast of the camp where Rana stuck his nose in a in a latrine he yeah. points in that yeah. direction. Oh, God, he drowned in the latrine. That's awful. He cowered. He hid. Hid in that over there. And, that, and he uses a, frankly, rather disgusting word for toilet, uh, which I'm not going to repeat. 
he laughs and he just says, between the undead above and the filth below. I can imagine it was a poor end. Poor thing. He does as a very poor attempt at some sort of modesty. Rana, can you ask him, when the undead came, did they um, change any of the camp to um, undead as well? Or did they did they just take the bodies off? Or did they, you know, wh- where are the bodies now? Are they reanimated? Or uh, wh- what happened? Goblin, what happened to bodies? Undead? Dinosaurs? Or you ate them, perhaps? Yoka is not only on Sundays. But Yoka did not kill these. Sunday roast. Not for food. No. Yoka and his friends waited. And in time, those that were dead rose again. Tis the way of the jungle. Has been for ages. The dead rise again. But isn't there... Okay, hold on one second. Hold on. The, The dead rise again. Did we burn Inet or bury her? We haven't done anything with her yet. Well, Inet was burned to a crisp. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's but... good. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and you do have a small pile of goblin corpses. Yeah. We do have Inet as well, because um, Zibby carried yeah. her out of the, the thing. Mm. Straight away, I turn to everyone and I say, he says those who died rose again. Mm. I mean, I point, he says it is the way of the jungle in these parts. Uh, all who die come back. Okay. Can you ask him how long it usually takes? Because there is a man over there who me and Zibi buried. Uh, uh, he didn't seem like he was going to come back, but how long does it, the, the transition take? Goblin, how long does it take for the dead to rise? Mm. Yoka is not sure. Yoka is n- not good with numbers. But Yoka, Yoka knows that the attack happened at midday, and the dead rose by nightfall. So that guy didn't come back, so I'm assuming he won't, because it's been a while. And he's holding the he's, necklace he's got thing. His, um, yeah, it kept him with the necklace, so maybe that necklace is... Yeah. I turn to everyone, I say, um, Goblin says takes perhaps half a day. We should burn these bodies, and then motions to the goblins, or we will have to kill them again. I, how about just chucking them down the pit there? Because I've not seen a zombie able to climb a rope. Are you guys essentially going to make this pit more deadly than it already is? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, put zombies yeah. in it. It's a, zombie, it's a goblin zombie <laughs> no film. No one's getting in. No one's getting in. No one's getting out. And neither are the zombies. I mean, it's all good. It is the yeah. worst set of traps I've ever known of. Um, so, yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's up the ante. Yeah. Oh, boy. Poor boy, Percival, um, you ain't seen nothing yet. We no, I know, throw I know. Them. We, we, we can throw them, even if they slightly miss the trap. Ah, my poor we sweet can... summer child. <laughs> I'm an adventurer. I know about these things. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we need help to get somewhere that's got things like rations because we are getting lower and lower and we haven't got any real... Well, we were coming here to top up and go from here and we got nothing. <laughs> we have got we've got a bit more than we did have, but not. Still, we can yeah. we can spend time to hunt, and also mm. once we work out the jar, we have an unlimited source of mayonnaise. We do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I was looking it? forward to. Oh, yeah, no, the egg was mayonnaise, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. It's, it's the one thing you want in the jungle. And <laughs> honey. Yeah, honey. Just come out of the jungle. Sort of, um, Vinegar. We're okay, guys. Wine. And wine. Yeah. How did you survive? Well, we found a jug with unlimited amounts of mayonnaise and wine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Great, yeah. 
Unfortunately, I've got an egg allergy. Yeah. You smell terrible. We, we've, we're now suffering from some terrible disease after only eating mayonnaise, but um, yeah. we're not dead. Some vitamin D deficiency or something like that. We've we'll certainly all got scurvy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Speaking of diseases, by the way, did you guys have enough insect repellent for today? Yes. Yeah, we've got... You um, right. Ilana, do you, can you ask him? Um, does he have a map of the area, or does he uh, does he know Hang where the nearest village or anywhere else is um, going forward? Hang on, very important question: Are there yes. other little bastard goblins knocking about around the uh, the area? Are are people waiting for him to come back? Are there other people, like scouts, anything like that? Percival, you need to put it into one line. It's a bit complicated to give that much information. <laughs> okay, Rana, any was, more bastards out there? What, what is the question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you guys, goddammit. Rana is one of us. Uh, yeah, exactly. Don't overcomplicate him, poor boy. CB taps Rana on the shoulder and says, ask him how many more fuckers there are. Goblin, <laughs> where is the rest of your war party? From where did you come? I hail from the from the the tribe of of Tust Boar. But we are we, we don't have one set place. We are and it's a bit tricky for him to um to get it across because I'm not entirely sure if there is a word for this in um in goblin, but essentially they are nomadic yep. tribe. Um, so yes, there, is, there isn't a one camp. They travel about in roving bands and will kind of, kind of Dothraki style. They will occasionally meet up um, if you know a couple of them happen to cross paths. What you would have dealt with there was actually essentially a small war tribe. He says that there aren't um, there aren't any more in the area. You can roll an insight check to see if he's lying. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, it's up. It's up to you. Who wants to do this? I've got very good insight, but obviously I don't speak Goblin, but I could at least look at his mannerisms, couldn't I, for insight? Actually, Rana should. Probably has to be me. What's your insight? I've got plus three to insight, and if I speak the language, I'll probably be more likely to detect a lie. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need detect if Rana was lying. Well, I could detect if, like, his movements, it's like his facial expressions, his body mo- body language, but I wouldn't be able to know what the words are that he's saying, so he could be saying any shit. Uh, they all, they all look the same. They're all green. The thing is with that, Silipi, that is all bound up in an ability check uh, for an inside check. Is that that essentially is taking yeah. into account that you are looking for things like that? So yeah, but then if it is that all insight is rather than uh, words as well to know if they're lying with the words. Well, there is some debate. Um, I know I've met a couple of people who are of the opinion that insight is more to do with looking like actual insight in the real world is looking into your own mental well-being and seeing how you are with the current situation. Yeah. But within d d it seems to be, generally speaking, insight is for seeing if people are telling the truth. Yeah. But in a sense, of if it was me or Rana rolling, Rana's got plus three, I've got plus five, but Rana speaks a language. I don't. Um, I, in that I think sense... you would have yeah. this advantage because you can't speak the well, language. Well, actually... Well, hmm... But I can sense body language and stuff, you know, so it's, it depends on how I'd say... So what I'd have you do there is I'd actually have you roll a straight roll on the assumption that Rana speaking and helping mm-hmm. you out with that is essentially giving you advantage. But the fact that you don't speak the language is giving you disadvantage. So they essentially cancel each other out. Cancel her out. Okay, that's fair enough. So if you get a plus five, yeah. go for it. Yeah, that's logical. But, mm-hmm. cool. but then wouldn't you get advantage if you did an insight check yourself instead? Yes, because but he doesn't have language. plus five. 
He doesn't, but he's, he still gets two rolls, so there's a chance that he might roll higher than me anyway. I think, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rule make a make a straight roll. Okay, so that would be four, uh, fourteen then. So the nine plus the five, yeah. He, yeah, he seems to be telling the truth. You can tell that he is quite terrified of this whole situation. Um, he came into this thinking that he was going to outnumber you guys, and you essentially wrecked him. Even though, yeah, you can't understand the language, you can tell from his mannerisms and from what Rada relates to you of what he's saying that he is just, he is saying whatever he thinks will get him out of this situation. And at the minute, he seems to think that telling you guys the truth will get him out of this situation. Okay. Um, Rana, can you ask him then um, if he knows the area very well or um, if there's any local other villages or uh, does he have any kind of map? Goblin, are there any landmarks? villages or camps near to here where is your camp where did you leave your belongings before you came here so landmarks 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 um he mentions that to the north uh north west of the campsite so not far mm-hmm. enough there it would take you like a day's travel to get there but it's within sight of the of this general area he kind of points up towards where he and his gang so Yoka and the boys camped last night um, and where they have sort of been hiding out it does happen to be in the opposite direction of the goblins of where they ran because most of them ran I think east um, and only a couple of them made it made their way West and actually, I think of those ones, you kind of took them all out. Rana, you, however, would surmise that they probably would have doubled back on themselves. And you can go and have a look, but they will probably have already got back and taken everything of value by now. Mm-hmm. In terms of other landmarks nearby, he can tell you that there is a wide marsh to the south. At the northern end of which is a plateau he names Mbala. And that's the heart of the jungle, isn't it? That is uh, effectively the heart of the jungle, yeah. Yeah. There is a... He says tower to the west. He can't tell you exactly how far. He says it's a, it's at least, again, holding up his hands, several days' march. Yoko doesn't do well with numbers. <laughs> and you said that's west. Yeah, but he knows that there is a tower with flying demons, he says, to the west. But beyond that, there isn't much else. You know, the other landmarks he tells you are things like Fallen Tree, uh, Parrot's Nest, uh, Velociraptor Den, stuff like that. Uh, Not necessarily like landmarks you'd be able to recognize and see from a distance. If he knows where local animals are, like if he knows where a Velociraptor Den is, for example then perhaps mm-hmm. he can tell us where a den of animals are that we can go and kill it so we can restock our Good food supplies rather, yeah. rather than hunting piecemeal. Yeah. If he knows where a den of velociraptors are, for example, or oh, okay. something less less stabby, yeah, maybe. Less velocity. Less munchy. If he knows there's something around there, then you know that might be, that might be doable. Okay, so for things like actually going out and hunting as such, I was essentially going to have you guys roll some survival checks to see how well you do on your hunting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what I would say is that definitely imposes an advantage on your next set of hunting, effectively. Does that make sense? Okay, because we, yeah, we've been we've been given information about where likely you know trails are or water holes where animals go to and things like that. Yeah, that would make sense. So we've learned just to go over the geographical place. We've learned there is a tower with 
flappy demons in it to the west. To the west. There's a plateau Mbala. I, to, I, said, to I south. said flying demons, but yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> flappy demons. Flappy. <laughs> um, so flying demons uh, to the west and a plateau called Mbala to the south. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if. But we don't have any need for the goblins. Then what do we do with the goblins? That is now up to you guys. Are we going to burn them all, aren't we? Well, one of them's going to die anyway because he's poisoned, isn't he? But I was under the impression you had healed the other goblin. Which Did one? We? The poisoned no. one. Well, I think you. You think if you stabilise him, he kind of comes back at one hit point. I would assume. Did he's like stabilised. Yeah. He's stabilised. Okay. Well, it's up to you guys then. You can you can let him die. Yoka seems of you know sort of two minds. He's not arguing for you to save his comrade mm-hmm. but it's unclear whether that's because he just feels like he doesn't have a say in the matter or because he genuinely just doesn't care I'll turn to um everyone and say not in goblin in common mm-hmm. could be useful to have a guide who knows the jungle yes I mean I sort of motion to Yoka the goblin Perhaps not as knowledgeable as the party member we have just lost. Hmm. And not as good to look at, it must be said. What do you think? Do you trust him? <laughs> Zippy nudges his person, nods his head at Ron and goes, thought we already had a native guide. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> he trying to, is he trying to subcontract? Is that allowed? <laughs> I don't know, but if he is, we're not going to fucking pay him. <laughs> These fucking goblins it. not getting part of my gold, I tell you that. They, 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 Percy and Zibby just like sort of giggling into their hands like small, <laughs> like naughty schoolboys. Ron looks very serious and says, um, sometimes it seems even the guide and Ron looks awkward needs a guide Banana, don't listen to them they're just being stupid um, don't you you carry on no you've you've done a wonderful job Rana I mean we've been out here for how long now two years <laughs> I, I mean I've only got lost once a day well Percival it gives you some more topics for your new books doesn't it leave them yes, alone yes <laughs> um so, are you essentially are you essentially going to let one of them die and golem the other one? Um, well, the one that's going if any are going to die, we need to like not let them die because they'll be brought back or you know or burn them. One, we either I mean, burn them or, we, or it could be it could be it could be you know a, a gesture of goodwill. It, it could be you know you know well, for a I, goblin. I, yeah, but the thing is, what do we do with him when we've healed him? Do we just let him go? Well, mm, he, the, he can the, come with us. He, he, he can be a gopher. He can carry stuff. Um, Rana, can you ask him, um, does he know anywhere where we might be able to get some more um, insect repellent? Um, maybe say to him that um, we can save his friend if, um, if he can help us. I don't think they care. Uh, would, would Rana know of any medicinal plants or local plants that are good for repelling insects? With a herbalism check. So... I would I would say that, yeah, that probably is going to be uh, something that you can do. Similar to the kind of survival check for food, um, I was also going to say that if you guys were foraging, you could certainly have a role to see if you can find the plants that can repel insects. 
because, I mean, you guys are running out of the insert repellent. You're probably going to need a fair bit of it. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not going to find a lot of it unless you get, like, a ridiculously high score on something. Yeah. Um, I haven't really decided exactly what role to make of that, though, because it's, well, it's, be survival. Of, it's survival. Because, yeah, survival is the immediate one that comes to mind. You said herbalism there because you have a herbalism kit. Um, I have a herbalism kit, but I'm, I'm not proficient in it. I haven't had the formal training. So I don't know uh, if it's a case of... Because I, I, I come with a herbalism kit as one of the mm. options uh, with the Druid class. But I kind of assumed... Yeah. I just picked, I picked it, if I'm honest, because I kind of assumed if he lives in the jungle, he would know... Well, you, you have to... You can have training in it, I think, like a profession. Um, but you, mm. Oh, I, I also have a pan flute I forgot about. Well, just, you know. I, I would also argue... <laughs> I would also argue the fact that um, you should get um, advantage in that because well, you are a druid. Hmm. I mean, everything you do is in some way based around... A druid who presumably has to spend at least some time looking for said, said plants as well. Not all the time, because again, part of Rana's uh, add-on for being a Cholton native is that he doesn't actually need the insect repellent. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but then you've true. got good nature as well, haven't you, with your... Um, no, no, I don't. Have you not? Oh, it's good survival nature. bad nature. Yeah, my nature's... I get minus one to nature. Nature's based on intelligence. <laughs> and uh, Rana's more of a, an instinct guy. Okay. Um... <laughs> He knows how to hit things, even if he doesn't know what they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't explain yeah. how he knows, yeah. <laughs> He's sort of tied up in that. Yorker probably would be able to point out or help you guys, whether or not he might try and deceive you into picking up something that might give you a rash instead. This, this is my concern. I don't want to die just because yeah. of a sodding goblin. That would have to be. I mean, for the time being, for the time being, Yoka is terrified of you. So you could probably keep him subjugated through fear for a while. But he is a goblin. He doesn't like you guys, especially. He tried to kill us. Well, yeah, he did. He wants he wants the treasure off of you. Oh, we could just just kill him and throw him in the river. I I'm up for killing. I put my hand up. <laughs> uh, Zibby's just going to uh, start dragging off uh, dragging off the goblin bodies and uh, try and activate the pit trap uh, with the weight of the bodies uh, to chuck them down there. Do you want to ask Yucca if, uh, if there's any next. reason why I shouldn't kill him? Before before you do that, uh, Zibby sort of nods to Percy just to follow him a bit. And, uh, said, "And these fuckers are down the hall. They should wake up in about six hours, being rather hungry, undead little goblins. Yes. When they do that, we hold him over the pit and say, do you want to go and see your friends, or do you want to help us? I mean, he, he seems pretty scared as it is. Oh, hey, but what's more scary... Without being funny, pal, you or your friends trying to eat the fucking eyeballs. It's true, it's usually me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but on this occasion, it might be the eyeballs. I see your point. I see your point. Okay, we'll let him off easy. Um, after he's done that, Zippy's also going to go back and uh, uh, see if he can make friends with the axe beak again. Uh, <laughs> you're really trying aren't you I, I want an axe beak pet <laughs> <laughs> there I've said it well we tried with the uh, meat didn't we we tried with it although did, Rana hasn't try, tried we did yet. try before Rana um, decided that he it might sort it out later but he wasn't interested at the time he was looking around and being well, a tiger we, we, have, we have left it overnight <laughs> so he's probably forgotten the first time by now and uh, uh, it spent it spent the day in the rain as well so it's probably feeling a bit you know <laughs> Sad and moody. 
And it's watched a fight with goblins and all sorts. Zibby, yeah. before you go check out birds, um, I reckon that we need to actually burn these these green. And Drew does like a double take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no love. The one with feathers. <laughs> Still. She looks oh down at her, at her outfit, which probably has feathers it's in feathers it. Feathers on it, yeah. <laughs> Bird, yeah. Bird. Furs and yeah. feathers and shit. <laughs> and smile slightly. Uh, uh, should, we, should we burn these goblins? Well, I was going to chuck them down a pit, wasn't, weren't we? Uh, I guess. It's a, much, it's a much easier thing than trying to set fire to right. human, uh, human or humanoid flesh. Fair enough. All right, so we just drag them over to the pit. And... Yeah, chuck them, chuck them down a hole. Okie dokie. I'm not going to make you roll. You guys are fairly buff, so you can manage that without uh, too much trouble. One in each hand, just to balance us out. Might take one or two goblins, because they're not as heavy as you guys, but they yeah. the, the trap floor uh, would activate eventually, and uh, and they would fall down in, with a nice little sickening thump. Some of them potentially, you know, breaking their necks or other limbs. Appendages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other appendages mm-hmm. on the way down. Just makes it harder for them to climb back out. We don't need Absolutely. anything back in there, do we? Listen, Percy, if you, you want to go and have a look, you're more than welcome. <laughs> i leave it, thank you. The poisoned goblin, are you leaving him to die? Are you medicing him? him? What, no, what I, think, I think we decided we were, we were going to at least, uh, we were going to heed it a bit and use it as a pack, uh, as a pack goblin. Uh, was that the idea? Yeah. <laughs> We've bas- basically got slaves. <laughs> Essentially, Yes. <laughs> Can I, can I, can I, I've, I've, I've got my thorn whip cantrip, so can I, can I use my thorn whip cantrip to make, to make, to make a sort of, like a dog leash that Gollum has. Oh my God. Um, so like, you know, I kind of figure like it's my thorn whip so I can make it like more or less spiky. I'll make it a little bit spiky, but not so much that it's So all, you're going to you know, give it a choke collar? Yeah, but not in a kinky yeah. way. <laughs> I don't mean a dog choke collar, as in where they got like spikes going yeah. into the neck if they Yeah, basically. Bring out the gimp. <laughs> My only question with that is whether or not the thorn whip would actually disappear. Would disappear, yeah. yeah. Because it generally it's it's used to pull someone closer to you, but then it just sort of vanishes, doesn't it? Dissipates, I think, yeah. Or, or just falls into sort of grass or something. Grass or stuff. Yeah. Mm. Lana, you seem to be having yeah. some trouble. Um, if you need to, I, I do have some um, hemp and rope. Instead. I've got a twenty foot of hemp and rope as well. Yeah, but it's not as spiky. <laughs> but it is if it is if we wrap thorns in cheap it. rope. You can always use some of those teeth on your necklace around it. <laughs> I think I think um I think if we if we, 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 we heal up the goblin a bit and when we ask him his name. Yoka. What did he call me? <laughs> Sorry, wait, we, we, is that is, is that was that the, the goblin we stabilized or the chief goblin is Yoka? Chief goblin yeah. is Yoka. What about the other goblin? He go bag. Go bag. Go bag. Go bag. Go bag. Make the R nice and deep. Go bag. Go, go, go bag. bag. I mean, <laughs> name should be Gimp, no? Gimp bag. <laughs> okay. Your Gimp bag. Are you going to tell us the truth of what his name is? I mean, yeah. in fairness, they're your slaves. You can give them whatever name you want. <laughs> this, this is so wrong. <laughs> This is yeah. This is borderline. I, I am, I'm I'm leaning towards this button of is this is this what your characters would be doing? Well, it's either than that or let murder them or let them go. Um, I mean, I'm fine with anything. It's all good. I think we can make deal with goblins. It would be useful for us to have some 
assistance on our travels. And if after we can pick a number, X number of days, if they're well behaved, we will let them go. And I'm even happy to offer to pay them. Wow. I don't know, like two, like a copper, like two coppers a day or some fairly paltry sum because they wouldn't have much money. Would they care? Metal would mm. be fairly rare in the jungle. So, you yeah. know, if, if they be our, like our, our gophers, and then we can pay them a small sum if they're well behaved. But if they screw us, then they will. I will turn into a spider and I will eat them. <laughs> Scary Rana again. Okay. Roll me a persuasion again with advantage, um, because, to be honest, this has been a fairly harrowing experience for the both of them. Um... Oh, goodness me. Uh, that's uh, 7 to 18. Roll it again. Roll it again. Oh, get something I was going to say, was that, that was an advantage. Oh, the, well, the, uh, I rolled a second time. It's same again. 18, double 18. Okay, thanks. Yeah, so the goblins, they are terrified. They're not really in a position to fight back, um, as I had kind of assumed you'd taken their weapons away. Yes. Joker and Gorbag... Uh, meekly accept that this is happening to them. They will look very greedy and very appreciative is not the right word, but they certainly are interested at the at the talk of money, um, because even though money isn't really useful in the jungle, it's shiny stuff, and goblins, kind of as a rule, have a thing about shiny stuff. So, yeah, you now have two underlings that are effectively, they're kind of in a golem situation. They actively don't like you. Does this mean we've got Rana? talking in common so we can understand him muttering under his breath and we have goblins now muttering under their breaths about us all at the same time yeah pretty much we travel with the best people we really do it also means that i now have two confidants who i can uh, bitch about you guys with in common and you won't, you won't know what i'm saying them guys that's very true <laughs> that's very true god i wish Percival would stop chewing with his mouth open <laughs> Um, I was going to say, the next thing that I heard being asked was Zibby wanted to have a go at the fledgling. Uh, yes. So uh, what are you what are you going to do? The fledgling has kind of been sitting in the pen. It does kind of look a little sorry for itself. Just sat itself down. Maybe has its head under one wing um, to try and keep off the worst of the rain, but otherwise doesn't seem to have been too bothered by what was happening. So Zibby's going to fish out uh, just a little bit of dried meat out of his pocket again, or dried fish mm-hmm. or something like that. And... Uh, just go to the other side of the gate and sort of hunker down and just hold out the uh, hold out the meat to it, making sort of soft sort of clucking noises to the to the axe beak. Uh, make me an animal handling check, uh, which is animal handling is plus three. Oh, for fuck's sake! A uh, total of ten. Um, actually, with the with the axe beak with the food, it actually does kind of it, it perks up, has a look comes over it it does look a bit bedraggled in the rain but it will it will take the food from you and sort Imagine of it's hungry. It, it grabs and pulls back because uh, it's it doesn't quite trust you but it just about manages to summon up the courage to just kind of like pluck the food from you so zibby's just going to he's, he's not going to move he's not going to uh sort of try and pet it or anything like that he's just going to uh, sit there and continue to make Sort of gentle, happy little clucking noises uh, at the bird. Maybe offer it just a like a little morsel of uh, more sort of dried meat. I mean, this is like literally just tiny, just tiny little. Yeah, I'm not going to say like this uses up one of your rations or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would like you to make a, another animal handling check, please. That's better. Sixteen. 
Okay, right. So this this time around, having tried the meat once and seen that you didn't attack it, it more more encouragingly comes towards you, and you can now sort of even over the rain, you can kind of hear this soft cooing noise coming from it as it takes the meat from you again. Mm-hmm. Rather than backing away, it sort of it stays stays just a little bit closer. Hasn't quite managed it. I'd say if you want to try and tame this effectively, I would like just one more successful animal handling check just to sort of see uh, what's your um, <laughs> what is your animal handling? Is it plus three? Or? Uh, plus plus three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Zibi's going to continue doing the same thing. Maybe he'll just mm-hmm. leave his hand out. Uh, rather than rather than take his hand back after giving the food, leave the hand out, just sort of open, uh, and continue making little clucking noises towards the uh, towards the bird. Zibi, I I heard with animals, if you um turn your body side on with them, it means you're less of a threat. Maybe maybe try that and don't face it all with your chest facing it. Maybe just your shoulder and um try not to stare it in the eyes. And you just hear Percival <laughs> shut up. And try not to stab it with something either. That works. <laughs> um, if uh, if Siliqui is offering helpful advice, uh, would I get advantage on yep. the on the roll? She is helping you, so yes, you can have advantage on this roll. Right, let's have a look and see what we get for this one. You're welcome. Uh, what was that? Fifteen. So that would be a total of eighteen uh, with advantage. Mm-hmm. Though, let's just try see if anything else occurs. Oh, there you go. 19, so that's 22. Very nice. Okie dokes. Thank you very much, Silicry. No problem. The fledgling this time just comes right up to you and is is now eating out of your hand. Again, that cooing becomes a little bit more pronounced and you can see now this fledgling axe beak appears to have uh, taken a shine to you. No, I think he likes you. Um, Zibi will very, uh, not cautiously, that's the wrong word, uh, he will slowly just sort of scratch uh, the equivalent of scratch behind the ears on a dog. Probably giving a tickle under the beak, maybe. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, Percival, if mm-hmm. you could make for me a perception check. My strongest. <laughs> uh, oh, not bad. It nearly uh, was on a three. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that was almost a natural one as well. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I, it's just a straight 17. This is a kind of milling around sort of period, I think. Now you finish the interrogation and sort of, I uh, think, trying to determine what to do next. Yeah, I would like to say that I, I was like uh, kind of keeping an eye out for things because I'm still not entirely convinced that the goblins have pissed off. So, Of course. As you're sort of having a look around, you spot that on one of the big toes, there is a flash of what appears to be red light and a small object seems to have appeared on the toe 